right, Geekscapers, we're trying something out. This is a Geekscape episode that's recorded right before Comic-Con, and I'm sitting here with two hosts of the other Geekscape shows. I'm Jonathan London. We're going to talk movies, video games, and comic books, but I'm here with Derek Cranevelt, who is a permanent host of Geekscape Games, and Matt Kelly, who's the host of the St. Mort Show, and also the host of the Horror Night Horror movie night. Horror movie night. I got it. No. <laughs> it's, only been, it's only been around for a year. It's okay. been, a, it's only been around for a year, and A, it's only the other podcast on the Geekscape Network that I actually listen to. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, this is a uh, an episode where we actually are together, because Comic-Con is in two days. We'll be there at booth 3919, and now we can powwow the brains of the Geekscape operation. Yes, they exist, we just have to put three of them together in order to have what, equal, what equals one. So... <laughs> Here we are. Uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about Comic Con. We'll be talking about the obsession of Pokemon Go that we're all slaves to, and we'll also talk about the Ghostbusters movie. With which, if you guys uh, visit Geekscape.net, you'll see Matt's analysis of it and his proposal for how this uh, a lot of the problems in the movie. Because uh, I enjoyed the movie, but it's problematic. Uh, and now sometimes I, I wonder whether or not I actually enjoyed the movie, but. Uh, I'm glad it exists, yeah. but I question whether or not the idea of the new Ghostbusters movie is better than the actual new Ghostbusters movie. Well, the, uh, well where do you want to start, guys? Because well, I, mean, I, 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 I only see you guys once a year. Yeah. So, And you, Matt, I haven't seen in a few years because Four. Yeah. you used to come out to Comic-Con every year and man the booth, and then you were like, dude, I can't afford to do this anymore because I have a job, and the job's not giving me enough money, or vacation days, and now you have a sweet gig. I have a really sweet gig that now. Allows you to go to Comic Con every summer. Uh, you might see me twice a year if things continue the way they're doing at work. Because I want to try to do Kamikaze next year, but. buddy. I'll take it because we're making up for lost time, baby. Yeah. It's crazy. I've been. This is my fourth year at Comic Con. Yeah, you literally I came the second I left. Matt. Yeah, I met Matt for the first time yesterday after like talking so to him semi regularly for four. There's years. a little bit of time cop coming on because <laughs> you guys haven't been in the same space ever, and uh, and it was. Picking you up from the airport, Derek, with Matt. I picked mm-hmm. you up from the airport, and Matt was with me, and it was the first time you guys met. Mm-hmm. And it, I, after doing Geekscape for so many years, it just felt like whatever. You're we like, didn't even oh, act like totally. it was that big of a deal. No, well, and like, I'm like, typically, like, when I am in a group setting where I don't know every, anyone, like, many anyone, if I don't know one person, I'm, like, super awkward and quiet. Or first time I meet someone, it's like, I don't know how to talk to you. But, well, it was the first same, same right. first time I met you or any of you guys. Like, I talked to you online so regularly that it was you know just normal i absolutely talk to you guys more than i talk to most people in the meat world <laughs> you know absolutely well that's like and today i met josh jackson for the first time and i've Is done like right yeah I i've done like four, yeah i've done like four podcasts with him on st more uh-huh. i've never actually physically met him before because he was another one that never made it out to san diego until after i stopped yeah. living out here no, Josh is great, and I guess Josh will be down there for San Diego. Yeah, and I'm going to uh, see Shane, but I kind of wish I had never met Shane to begin with. So this is kind of—I mean, you're not alone. <laughs> you know what's great is that Derek actually gets to talk on this podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, I haven't been cut off yet. Hey, so. let's see if there's a rule 34 on Derek <laughs> talking on a podcast. Well, <laughs> yes, there is. Sh- Shane makes fun of me saying "um," but I do not say "um" for a minute straight. <laughs> When he thinks of his segways. As he's also always... sharing, like, disgusting links in the back-end chat. Dude, why is he doing, like... Okay, I don't know, I've never clicked why, on For those of you needing the context... why are you sending photos that the <laughs> so audience that, can't for, see? For, for those that need context, the Geekscape Games podcast, <laughs> which is about to turn two years old, has over the last... 
year and a half become and, and since I've become less regular on the show I, I work long hours at my current job uh, so I can keep the internet on so I can make an episode once every month or so it slowly devolved into just Shane being disgusting <laughs> there's like each episode's like 90 minutes and it's like 20 minutes of video game talk it starts with five like a good two minutes of like hey how's everyone doing and then Shane makes his first disgusting or racist remark and then everyone's uncomfortable and then it just keeps coming like that so this isn't really Comic-Con week as much as it's Intervention Week, yeah. <laughs> but we have it every year. We actually don't have Comic-Con badges this year. We just got the hotel room, and we're just going <laughs> to... We're going to banner. We're going to sit them... We're gonna sit TL, TLC's going to be there. We're going to sit them down like this show and be <laughs> like, hey, listen, this is why you're here. You need to go right now. And here is our resident <laughs> expert. <laughs> and an intervention expert. The one show that isn't like a genre AMC or FX or HBO show that is on our DVR is Intervention, uh, because we watch it. I love that show. <laughs> That's Laura. She's in. and uh, I want Candy Finnegan to be as interventionist. She's my favorite. Yeah. Just know, Shane, because you're going to listen to this. No, he's not. <laughs> if you're listening, we're your friends. We're here to help. But I think we're only your friends for another couple months. So, shape up. I'm his friend until Saturday. <laughs> I'm, your, I, I'm your friend until you take Derek and try and give him, like, like liver failure sometime Thursday night. It was one up. time, and I learned my lesson, and I didn't meet the Power Rangers that year. And I'll never forgive him you for couldn't, that. Yeah, you were so broken after what Shane did to you that you couldn't wake up. To, to yeah, make, I know. I, 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 woke up, I woke up, but I immediately woke up and started vomiting. And was throwing up until probably 3 p.m. when I finally then was okay, and then I came down to the convention. But that center. wasn't your first Comic Con, was it? That was my first Comic Con. Yeah, yeah. well, welcome. Yeah. <laughs> that was like my first first Thursday night. In the last two years, you've you've uh, fixed it's, it. It's better cold. I did not do that. It's better cold. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Laura just looked up because there was a, a thing of Windex in the in the fridge, and I was like, I absolutely did not. I did not put the Windex in the fridge. We are recording this in the. In I the heard room. it works better cold. So. We are we are doing this in the London kitchen, and uh, no, that was uh, that was weird. <laughs> Laura just picked up the Windex out of the fridge and was like, "How did this get in here?" Maybe the dogs did it. Uh, so this is very. This is a very like just guys hanging out episode of Geekscape. Nothing wrong uh, with that. But there's nothing None wrong. None of us with have that. anything to sell, which is a plus. We're not selling anything, <laughs> but I got to tell you. There's uh, cool stuff on the horizon. We'll get to that later in the episode. Uh, on the subject of Comic-Con and Shane being, uh, I think, uh, irresponsible the, with you. The, wi- the wild card of the bunch. <laughs> the wild card of the bunch. Yeah. Uh, he sent me the email that you were, you were CC'd. It was just an email between you, Shane, and I. And yes, yes. And it was about the Lionsgate Nerdist party. Because it's a Power Rangers <laughs> no, no, party. No, no, it wasn't like Ly- it, it, it was something. And, it's hosted at the Nerdist offsite. And it was... In, in Legendary owns Nerdist. Yeah. Yes. And it was, and Shane was like, can you get us into the Nerdist party? He sent it to me and said, do you know anybody at Nerdist or Legendary or Lionsgate that you can help get us into the party? And I know people at all three of them, and I was having a meeting at Legendary that day. Yeah. And Shane was like, and I was like, hey, let me poke around and see what I can do. His response to that email was, great, can't wait to get Derek completely wasted. And it said, Derek, prepare your liver. Derek, prepare your liver. To which I said, Thanks for the warning, and just deleted the thread. Yeah, I didn't. Sorry, Shane. When you wonder why you're not going to the party, <laughs> it's because I I need Derek to make it through Sunday. Well, that was the thing. Like Derek, when uh, when Derek and I were hanging out, there was a point where I'm like, "Are we planning to go to any parties?" Because I did I did bring like some type of 
right. nice clothes. I'm not going to go to a party wearing a wrestling shirt. Like, I brought, like, a collared shirt to wear. Right, right. And Derek's like, I don't know. I'm like, I, I mean, I'm content if we don't because I know what the days are like at San Diego and I have to be up every morning running the booth first thing. So, yeah, yeah like... The party's not that fun. Like, you're done at, like, 10 o'clock when you have to open. And I've said it on the show. Like, I've never been to a party at San Diego Comic-Con that's ever been better than having dinner with, like, you guys. And sometimes the dinners end up being the stories that we remember. I was telling them about Titty Water at uh, Tilted Kilt however many years ago that was. (laughs) Well, when the waitress basically got fired in the middle of our dinner. Okay, so I don't think that's the Tilted Kilt in San Diego. I think that was a different bar, but still (laughs) Irish-themed. And what happened was we were were at dinner. It was you. I, I forgot you were part of that story yeah, it was me you and alexander alexander and robert and robert who made doc of the dead with us and it was the year i think before doc they were doing we, they were promoting people versus george lucas and we, and, and we went to dinner and this waitress had a meltdown it was so sad because she kept bringing the wrong thing to the table and then we had guys from the navy in san diego and also the coast guard and yeah. they don't like each other yeah so you when you have guys from the navy and the coast guard in the same bar they start getting mouthy with really? each other and yeah. they start getting really bravado and the band's just trying to play. They have some <laughs> some poor band doing like covers. Yeah, it was like Sublime and Three Eleven yeah, covers it, it, all night. <laughs> and these guys just start yelling at each other. Meanwhile, this 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 girl from Corpus Christi, who's out <laughs> in San Diego, just trying to start a new life for herself, is she's wasted. Yeah, and she's the waitress. <laughs> and she's bringing the wrong things to the table, and she's spilling stuff on people, <laughs> and finally, we were like, "Are you all right?" This is after an hour of this going on. Yeah. And she just looked at us and was like, no, I, I think I just lost my job. And we're like, oh, no. Jesus. And these two idiots are going to end up punching each other in the face like, <laughs> ten, 10 feet away. That was like, and I feel like that was one of those nights where like, all right, we got an early morning in the morning. Let's do like a real quick, like 45 minute hour long get, dinner. And it was dinner. like two hours we were in yep. this place. Just <laughs> waiting. It, well, at that point, once the violence looked like it was going to break out... That's when we left. We were like, if you do one thing right at the end of this employment, just get us our check. <laughs> now. Please. We have to get out of here before these two guys end up folding themselves into our table. But I distinctly remember that she, like, couldn't find the tray for the water and right. brought us our four waters just, like, pressed against her chest. Yeah. <laughs> Titty water. She was like sweating up a yeah, storm. Yeah, she's sweating. It's <laughs> sweating into the water. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, well, what's what's your most memorable? Because this is my eleventh comic con. Jesus point. Wow. But as a, but as wait, is that <laughs> is that cool or not cool? Is it sad? I don't know. How, I don't know what level are you in Pokemon how, Go? Depends how old you are. I measure it by two thousand five because in two thousand five I went with my short film. And we won Best Comedy. That's awesome. Okay, so what have you done for the last <laughs> 10 well, years? Well, we've had the Geekscape booth. And we've done Geekscape. So the Geekscape booth, we've been around since 2010. So you went in as a winner, and, and now you just advertise that you're and a loser. Now, no, no, now, <laughs> yeah. now I'm like, hey, were you guys here in 05? You guys remember You should bring me a down. certificate. Should, that you no, want. no, not the certificate. It's like my favorite. It's the trophies in my office. Yeah. I should bring it and just be like, hey. <laughs> I want best comedy. This film festival ain't what it used to be. Oh my god! Can we make a new character where you're just like the Uncle Rico of Geekscape? Where you're yeah. just like, <laughs> uh, Matt, give me a year. <laughs> it's, like... it's not going to be called a character. <laughs> it's going to be called a shadow of my actual self. I, could, I bet I could throw a movie over those mountains. <laughs> hey Matt, you know what my favorite Comic Con memory was? It hasn't happened yet. <laughs> <laughs> the story about Steven Seagal you guys know that story where Steven Seagal went into a meeting and Steven Seagal uh, sits down 
and who, the person he's meeting with is in, I think a few people are claiming this story because <laughs> I know I've heard this story from a few sources claiming to, that the meeting was with them so I just know this happened to someone in Hollywood he sits down across from the table and Steven Seagal <laughs> says uh, I just wrote I just read the best script the script's amazing it might as well just get the Oscar right now <laughs> the person's like whoa this sounds great like what what's the script He's like, oh, it's got action, it's got whatever. It's the best script I've ever read. He goes, whoa, who's the screenwriter? Me. <laughs> <laughs> Who wrote it? Oh, I did. <laughs> Pretty amazing. Uh, so, yeah, give me another year and I think I'll be there. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. We'll yeah. get the cameras ready. Get the cameras. I bet I could, you know what? We could live stream <laughs> that. <laughs> you guys remember the first time Geekscape was here? Are we going to attempt that? Are we going to try to do a Facebook stream? What do you mean? Well, the, while we're on the, I think it depends on what the. Keep your eyes on the Geekscape Facebook page. There might is a big maybe, but there mm-hmm. might be some type of like us live streaming. It's, it's just tar- it's hard down there because Wi-Fi is being murdered Wi-Fi by everybody. And cellular networks are they they're done. They're it's not even that, but the actual convention center wants to charge the uh, us exhibitors for. Well, we were talking in the streets. Oh, okay, no, take this to the streets. Uh, the actual <laughs> step the, up too. The convention center is like expensive. If, if, to, yeah, it's like a thousand dollars to get Wi-Fi at your yeah, booth. It's outrageous because they want you to pay for it. Yeah. My question is, is there even going to be a point to doing Pokemon Go on the convention floor? Because no, obviously walking the streets of San Diego. Because a few years ago when yeah. we were all playing Ingress, it was pretty active and oh, yeah. it was fun. Now Pokemon Go, made from the same guys who did Ingress, is a much bigger phenomenon, and it's going to be all over downtown San Diego. Yeah. I can't yeah. wait to just see how many people get hit. Oh, by it's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, supposedly, I don't know how true it is, but supposedly, if you have T-Mobile, they are offering like unlimited free data for a year for Pokemon for Go, Pokemon yeah. Go exclusively. Like, it doesn't I work on T-Mobile. any other apps. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm going to. I think you have to like claim it. You have to claim it. So I'm going to go on their website and claim it. They have T-Mobile Tuesdays. And it's like on this week's T-Mobile Tuesday is you get a year of a year like, free a year data. tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, a f- year free data year for Pokemon, free Pokemon Go. Go, like a free Frosty at Wendy's. Hey, Laura, do you hear that? <laughs> I can play for a whole I'm year. Actually, I'm actually benefiting the family. <laughs> it only is free data if you're playing Pokemon Go. It doesn't benefit. Uh, why else would I use my phone? <laughs> Guys, my phone has not known another purpose in the last. Week. I walked. I walked past the T-Mobile store today, and the advertisement on the sign was "Pokemon Go portable devices are sold here." <laughs> it's not even a phone anymore. It's pretty like my my fiance Michaela the other day was like, she went to on on the iPhone. If you go into the settings, you can go to your battery area and see like what's been using your battery most. And she's like, you know, she was like, I went and I went into my battery settings today, and I was like, oh yeah, what was at the top? She's like. Pokemon Go. I was like, what was the percentage of the last seven days? She was like, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> it was like seventy nine percent of her battery of the wow. last seven days was Pokemon Go. You guys, it was like something like fifteen Let's just hours. Let's say she those times for. that uh, I didn't answer your phone calls. I was kind of busy catching a Pidgey, catching a Vulpix. <laughs> it's like wow. Uh, so, Matt, you arrived on. Friday, we started hanging out Saturday, yeah. and what kind of activities have we partaken? Because Derek landed on Sunday, and we're prepping for Comic-Con. You and I did all, uh, the count for the Geekscape yeah. booth, we, and, uh, uh, and as soon as we'd done the inventory for the Geekscape booth, it was time to get to work. It, it's been a... Uh, so, so here's the thing. I've maybe played a grand total of two hours of Pokemon Go pre-coming to Los Angeles, yeah. but essentially every single element of my visit be it going to dinner be it going to movies anything not just with you with literally anybody that i hung out with was under the guise of well i mean we can also try to catch pokemon while we're going to dinner like 
like I hung out with Heidi Hilliker, who used to write for the website, and she was like, "Do you want to just park and just walk around and try to to find a place to eat?" And I'm and like, she, you, "She's playing as well." Yeah, I'm like, "Do you have a place?" And she's like, "Really, I don't care. I just have this egg that I really need to get." <laughs> so uh, on Saturday we went down to Santa Monica because. You a, got to play, and a, I got to get angry. Well, a, a, you're in town, and B, uh, the Nerdist and Geek and Sundry f- folks were running this meetup, and I said, hey, why not? Let's go down to Santa Monica. They didn't care about us being there, Let's though. go there. Clearly. We sh- the meetup was at 1 o'clock. We got there at maybe 103, 105, <laughs> and the individuals who were organizing it had already started marching down to Venice Beach, and there were a bunch of kids who were showing up wanting to be a part of this meetup, mm-hmm. and they were gone. Yeah. They said, where are the Nerdist people? And on the Facebook page, it said, look for people with signs, the Pikachu signs. Like, why not leave a couple, like, tour guides? Like, leave, yeah, like, leave 20 of them, people. do, like, different groups. So we showed up, and there were a bunch of Pokemon lures laying around, and I said, hey, this is good enough for us. <laughs> I dropped It was good enough for you. Well, I, I dropped that lunch. I had to try to turn on my damn phone for an hour and a half. Yeah, <laughs> yours kept freezing on you, and then if it even let you log in. Yeah. Uh, but we went up, and when you got it to work, we went up and down the... the Santa Monica Boardwalk there for a little bit. I went up like three levels that day. Yeah. Like, and, uh, and I was, I was in like 45 minutes of playing. There was Pokemon everywhere on that I beach. was showing you a bit of Santa Monica. It was a, it was a gorgeous day. We're walking around. Uh, there are a bunch of fans who were also playing Pokemon, and it was nice to talk to them. But we learned that not people. all of them were fans. Not everyone was fan because <laughs> cause the thing about... Here's the thing about... Uh, here's the mistake. Not just doing a meetup and then immediately leaving... And walking away and from your own meetup, which is what happened when people showed up and they didn't know where, where the organizers were. But you also organized this thing on a Saturday at the Santa Monica Pier. This isn't like Tuesday night at the Santa Monica Pier. This is Saturday, probably the busiest day at the Santa Monica mm-hmm. Pier you're going to get. And it's the, in the middle of the summer, so you're getting nothing but tourists. And a lot of them don't want to dodge people looking down at their phones. Yeah. People are rollerblading, people are on dates, people are uh, at the beach. Some are hanging out outside the bathroom. <laughs> so so, <laughs> so Matt and I get down to like the Old Muscle Beach and we're catching Pokemon. And Matt, what happens when we're sitting there? Well, we stopped, we stopped by the bathroom because one of us needed to go to the bathroom. To go, yeah. But there was a Pokemon that needed to be catched before we could do that. <laughs> like, some things come before bodily functions. So it, it, <laughs> it, it did need to be caught. <laughs> Business before pleasure. So, so, so we're trying to catch this Pokemon, and this guy, uh, just like the lankiest-looking guy, just wearing like a muscle shirt that I'm shocked could stay on the non-existent shoulders that he had. And <laughs> <laughs> he was he was wearing a baseball cap. He was just the, this dude with a. You know who he looked like? He, he seemed pretty average. Do you remember? Do you remember the movie uh, Honey I Shrunk the Kids? He I, looked like their neighbor, right? <laughs> and he's sitting there with his wife, and he's I guess my age. I, I guess he was mid to late thirties, and he's there oh, on like vacation. 40, I would say like he was older. I would say forties, okay. early forties. And he's there with his wife, and he turns to us and says, "Don't tell me you guys are catching Pokemon." With it's just the, the, like a ton of condescension in his voice, and so I, I, I kind of thought about it and I said, "Don't tell me you're actually judging people for catching Pokemon." And the guy goes, huh, "No huh, comment, no comment, right?" <laughs> Geekscape, like he's running for president. <laughs> no comment. To which I just respond, "You know, I could beat you in an arm wrestling match." <laughs> I said, I said, I said, good, because I can probably beat you in an arm wrestling match. And the guy just kind of stood there. Matt starts laughing, and the guy walks away. 
It's still funny. It's really, it's really. It, it was, it was one of those things that I didn't even think about what I said. It just, I just said it because I've been saying it all week now. Like it's just, just my go-to. People playing Pokemon. He's like, like, hey, I bet I can beat you in an arm wrestling match. I wasn't proposing physical violence. I wasn't, I wasn't saying something akin to, hey, you're making fun of me and my life choices. I'm going to fight you and smack your but head like, in in front such... of your wife. It was, it was. I was just proposing a contest yeah, of strength. It's the most non-threatening threat that you could possibly throw out there. It's just like, it's not like, I could kick your ass. It's like, you know, and you said, I can probably. Like, you didn't even have, like, the confidence. I was, I was leaving him a window of... Uh, I was leaving him a window of possibility. If he be, you're like, look, I didn't say I guarantee. I just was saying the the average was in my favor. Even though I was blatantly disrespecting the guy, (laughs) I I was trying to leave a level, like a a measure of respect and say, hey, I'm blatantly disrespecting you for being rude to us in front of your wife, yet I'm leaving a window in which you can walk away from this as a man. So walk away, please. And he chose to walk away as Matt started laughing <laughs> uncontrollably. I had he no right to laugh. I'm wearing purple sunglasses. <laughs> he didn't like those odds. That was it. That's what he it came not, down to. Hey, he did not like the odds. He saw what happened to that sand shrew, and he wanted, <laughs> he wanted no piece of this. I would have shoved that guy in a ball so fast. I, like, literally doubled my level, by the way, in three days. Like, out here, like, it's ridiculous. And the sad thing is that I know... That this is all temporary. Like, I'm going to go back to Pennsylvania, and I'm going to be like, well, I don't have time to play this at work. Matt. And I'm just going to fall out of it. It's- you make time. <laughs> you make time. That's what this is. Uh, but in all honesty, uh, I'm enjoying the game. It's a super fun game. It's a fun game. And have you guys m- noticed that over the last couple of days, a lot of the errors have started to d- uh, disappear or being correct? Today, yes, yes. But yesterday, it was probably the worst I've ever had. Well, it. yesterday, you and I went to Universal City Walk. Yeah. Which everybody's playing it and it's universal city walk it's probably getting slammed by all mm-hmm. the tourists and people using the wi-fi and uh and there there were there was just a lot going on yeah so i had that thing freeze on me a lot it was probably like nine out of That's- every nine out of ten pokeballs i was throwing <laughs> would freeze the game yeah. and i'd have to restart it when i was telling derek i feel like as much as we're all excited to play at san diego comic-con i really think tomorrow is going to be our best day because it's going to be the least crowded or Wednesday, yeah. I think. Wednesday well, Monday. Wednesday will be crowded, but we're going to wake up early. We'll go to uh, the November Project Workout. Uh, we'll see if my friend El Chucho is so in San Diego. Is he, is he going this year? He, I think El Chucho's going, but you'll have to watch the Geekscape YouTube channel in a week or so to see uh, if he hangs out. And then I plan on just going to lunch and hanging out. We're going to set up the booth tomorrow, so there's not going to be a whole yeah. lot of le- heavy lifting after that point. I just want the I just want the listeners to also understand that like. There's a lot of rumors that fly around that John is El Chucho, but I'm looking at a completely clean-shaven face right now, yeah. and there's no way that El Chucho you can and John are one and the same. You can't grow that You much can't hair grow facial hair that easily. It's, it's this easy, okay? <laughs> Jonathan London is a half-Mexican individual. El Chucho is about 150% Mexican. Okay? <laughs> he took the other half of you and added to his own. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. That guy is a carnal of the first order, all right? That guy is straight-up cholo. So don't even compare me. I will tell you guys, though, if you're listening to this uh, and you're a Pokemon fan in the Northeast, we are organizing, and I can announce this now, we are organizing a Pokemon meetup for August 5th in New York City. It starts at 5 o'clock. It is uh, a Friday night, so when you get out of work, come to the Columbus Circle Station, uh, and we are going to literally have a Pokemon meetup that will last from 5 o'clock till 7, till 9, when the stores close. And what's going to happen is uh, we were actually invited to 
Geekscape to to sponsor this event, uh, where fans come uh, play Pokemon Go in the concourse of I don't know if you, I wasn't there on my last trip to New York, but I saw the the, the concourse at. Uh, uh, Grand Central Station. In under Grand Central mm-hmm. Station, there's an entire mall area yeah. with restaurants and stores and stuff like that. They've done the same thing to uh, to Columbus Circle. There's shops. There's there's restaurants. There's all sorts of stuff. And so what we're gonna organize, what we're working on, and it's gonna happen August fifth. You guys will see announcements up on Geekscape.net and on our social media. Uh, we're having a Pokemon event, an actual Pokemon Go meetup. There's a couple Pokestops there. We're going to drop floors like crazy. And not just that, but the shops there in uh, Columbus Circle Station are going to have uh, discounts for Pokemon players. They're kind of trying to do some Pokemon-themed items. So some of the restaurants or some of the... Like, there's a donut shop and stuff like that. They're going to do Pokemon-themed stuff That's and awesome. offer discounts to people. As long and as you're on Team Valor. <laughs> as, long, <laughs> right, right. as long as you're on Team Valor. No, uh, all teams invited. Except instinct, team unity, <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're we're gonna be there for a couple hours playing Pokemon Go, and we're gonna try and get some other people involved. So there's gonna be giveaways and prizes and things like that. We're not just gonna show up and start playing Pokemon Go. We're gonna show up and actually give you guys prizes and and, and, and have fun. Some and maybe other people's meetups. You're not gonna abandon them at exactly five oh three. No, I, I was very clear today as we were, <laughs> uh, we were talking to the organizers today, and I was very clear that this is gonna happen at. Columbus Circle Station. We're not, and, and you know what? If if you want to go and search other Pokestops around mm-hmm. Central Park or around New York City afterwards, we'll go right with you. Yeah. I mean, we'll do that. But from five till till at least seven, and maybe even at nine o'clock when the shops close, we'll be right there catching Pokemon. And I think we're going to try and get a DJ. We're going to try and get a band playing. We're going to try and make this a huge event because it's not just going to be people showing up and catching Pokemon. It'll be a party. Yeah. And that's what I'm trying to design, is a Pokemon party. I mean, I'm calling it a Poke event. I like it. You like that, or a Poke party? No, Poke party sounds like you're going to It sounds like it's not going to go so well are for you. Gonna, you. Are you going to book Weird Al for the Poke party? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like, it's, like, it's like he comes out with an, accord, like an accordion and starts playing. Um, it's so, not Pokemon related at all. It's just... <laughs> Not yet, but they did do a trash bag of uh, Pokemon. Or uh, so, so just wait. There will, be an, there will be an accordion Pokemon. I want the record on. to show that Weird Al 100% did a polka where he just names Pokemon. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, for one of the Pokemon movie soundtracks. I'm going to make a phone call, and maybe Weird Al will perform. Uh, I might call out sick from work that day if you get Weird Al. But really, if you guys are in New York City or New Jersey uh, or Connecticut, and you guys are within the New York City area, maybe you live on Long Island, August 5th, mark your calendars. At 5 o'clock, we are uh, hanging in Columbus Circle Station, and we are playing Pokemon Go. And we're going to uh, set up... Not only not only is there cool stuff that's going to happen with the shops, but we're also going to set up some charging station, have giveaways and stuff. So it will be uh, it'll be worth your while to come hang out with us. And you'll get to see the rarest of Pokemon, Jonathan London. <laughs> it, it, that is true. <laughs> that is true. Maybe... He might even evolve into Mewtwo. I'm uh, Mew3. <laughs> in us three. So I think that's all the Pokemon Go news that we can definitely fit in the show. There will be more this time next week because... Oh, it's going we'll, to we'll be, be like a... San Diego. Uh, it's going to be like... There's a, a good chance like that there might be some episodes that are coming out while we're in San Diego for even more <laughs> chat. Yeah, the, the thing with San Diego is there's so many people coming to the, 
to the booth, we have our signing schedule up, and you guys can see that people like Casper Van Dien and some of our old friends. I'm very excited to finally meet Casper Van Dien. Casper's <laughs> great. But, uh, I'm going to literally just talk to him about Starship Troopers I'm, the entire uh, hour. Sure. I'm really excited about Judd Winnick. Uh, he used to write Green Lantern. He has this new book called Hilo out. And, uh, I'm excited for Ben. I want to meet Ben because I love I love Funhouse. I, ben, I love Funhouse Massacre. <laughs> he was our guest on Geekscape a few weeks ago. It, we, basically, I'm just trying to get all our friends to hang out at the booth and populate it throughout the week with signings. Uh, I'm excited for that. And when they come by, maybe I'll throw up a, like a mini podcast. I think you've got a rec- some recording equipment. You'll go and record some stuff for your podcast. Yeah. Uh, Derek, you should run around and record things for your podcast so you can actually get a word in around Shane. <laughs> and uh, it'll just be fun. I think, so, yeah, I think it'll be... Over the next like week or two, it's probably going to be a cool time to really check out Geekscape Games and St. Moore Show because uh, I think both of those will have... Some some Comic Con exclusive content. Yeah. Horror movie night won't. <laughs> <laughs> well, horror movie night you you host stick, with Scott. We stick yeah. way too close to our. We, we don't it's a very strict. Formula. Yeah, we don't break from our formula with I interviews. I love that show. I love that show. Thank you. Um, so, guys, the big thing. Uh, speaking of movies in a horror movie night, is this Ghostbusters movie came out. Derek hasn't seen it, and I'm going to try not to spoil it. But Matt Kelly, if you guys are on the Geekscape.net website, Matt Kelly just posted a, an article about the Ghostbusters movie. Might be the most I've ever written in one article for, <laughs> for that website. Well, there was a lot to say because I, I, you know what, I love the idea of an all-female Ghostbusters movie, and I love uh, Paul Feig. I think I think Paul Feig. Yeah. Is that how you pronounce it? I think it's Feig or uh, Feig or Feig. I think he's great. Yeah. I, I, I obviously freaks and geeks. But I thought Bridesmaids was hilarious, and I think Spy is awesome. Spy may have been one of my top ten movies of the year that came out. Spy is great. Spy is really hilarious. Spy yeah. is really damn funny. And uh, I was excited about this Ghostbusters movie because all four of those women are super funny, super talented. And watching the movie, towards the beginning I'm, I'm watching this, and it's making sense. It clips along, and after a while it just starts running out of steam, and there are things that are problematic about the movie that are unavoidable. Yeah, but I think one of the problems... So so here's the the issue, and I talk about it a little bit in my article, but, like, the movie tries really hard... The, the movie actively makes a decision that this is a completely new universe. The original movies never happened. None of that happened, which is fine. Like, you're allowed to do that. There's nothing wrong with doing that. But what happens is the first, like, 30 minutes of that movie is, like, beat by beat the first movie. They just change it subtly. Like instead of it being the librarian, it's like an old house, like an old house museum. Instead of it being a banquet hall, it's a concert hall. And they follow like all these little steps to to retell the Ghostbusters origin story. And then once they've gotten the origin story told, it's like they don't know where the guide is for the rest of the movie, and they just split off into this whole new thing. And it is really a dramatic change of pace at that point. As soon as they in- introduce the villain, who is easily the weakest. Yeah. link in the story um, and then I just I feel like if you're going to ignore the original movies ignore the original movies but they want it to like have their cake and eat it too where they are ignoring the original movies but giving cameos to as many cast members mm. from the original movie as possible and it A. most of the cameos aren't that good like mm. they're really wasted potential and it's all like every single one of their cameos for the most part is like a wink wink nudge nudge like hey you know, he said that line from the original movie, and it's like, well, then don't... Yeah. They just put it in the same universe. There was a level of self-consciousness to the movie that... Too much. Uh, I thought kind of dragged it down. I wanted to see all four of these women who were hilarious. Yeah. They're hilarious. They work well together. Uh, you know, Paul Fig is, like, 
one of the best directors at doing improvisational comedy. He's a funny dude, uh, and they, they they couldn't get around the idea that they were the new female Ghostbusters. They should have treated it like you said, as we are the only Ghostbusters. Yeah, this is it. This is fresh. We're doing our own thing, and we're gunning for it, and we're not being apologetic about it, and we're not trying to improve on what happened. We're doing something completely different: new story, new structure, new reasons. Yeah, well, and and, and they are, they are archetype. They are based on the original characters, and they can try and be as unique as possible, but. It's just you have the female Egon, you have the female Winston, you have the female, uh, you have uh, the female versions of all of them, yeah. and it should just be new characters. Yeah, well, because like you see these old a- these actors as they are now, and it's like I know a lot of people are like, no, I want a Ghostbusters three with the original cast, based on how Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, and and the uh, Ernie Hudson look in that movie. I don't want to see. Hey, Ernie J- Ernie Age is still awesome. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. They, their age shows. And it's like, I don't want to see these guys running around busting CGI ghosts in front of green screens. But if you start off the movie with, like, them retiring and passing the torch. And I think in the article they even say, you can have a moment where these guys throw back on the suits and they're, like, coming back to try to help the girls. And they're useless to them. Yeah, and that would really go a long way in shutting up the haters online yeah. who want the original Ghostbusters to do an original Ghostbusters movie yeah. and say, hey, this is what would happen if you did an original <laughs> Ghostbusters movie. They wouldn't make it two minutes out of the door and these skir- these women would still have to save them, which yeah. I think would be a hilarious beat to have these women save them and say, no, no, you know what? They've had their time. We're the new Ghostbusters and we're going to do it better than they ever did. And I, I, I dislike the movie more than I think you dislike the movie, but even I can admit I want to see a sequel because I think their, their chemistry is so good yeah. And maybe getting past the like character development that this movie lacks and just picking it up where it's like, okay, these are already established characters will be a big benefit yeah. to the sequel. But, I mean, there's there's one thing that you and I have talked about where like they're trying so hard to make these characters female Winston and female Egon that they say things that aren't even remotely fitting with their character mm-hmm. at all. And the biggest one is Patty, who's the female... She's the female Winston in the movie. And... You know, in in the first Ghostbusters, Winston is a just a regular dude off the street who needs a job. Yeah, that's and, Ernie Hudson's character. Yeah, yeah, he just signs up. He, he's like, well, you know, he has that line. He's like, look, I'll believe in whatever you want me to believe in as long as you pay me. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> right, right. So that's his whole character. And like when he first encounters a ghost, it is like this big, like, holy shit, ghosts are real moment for him. Patty's introduced as seeing a ghost. And then she's introduced again as hiring the Ghostbusters. Because she's she's seen a ghost. And then her third experience is helping them fight a ghost. And then she shows up and wants to join the team. And on her first mission, she says, I thought I was joining up for a a book club, and here I am fighting ghosts. Like, what are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) It's a bit of a betrayal of what you're... it, It cheapens the character for a joke. Yeah, in a joke that wasn't appropriate to that character, it might. It would have been, been perfect for Winston. It would have been great for Winston <laughs> because he was a skeptic. But this is a this is a woman who saw a ghost, uh, recognized a ghost. It's not, it's not like a zombie movie when they don't have when they can't say zombie. Yeah, you know what I mean. I, I'm pretty sure that if anything remotely sim, uh, similar, like uh, resembling a zombie, showed up in 2016. We would immediately call it a zombie. Absolutely. And she kind of does it. What's cool is that she kind of sees a ghost and she doesn't act like it's not a ghost. She knows it's a ghost. She goes to the Ghostbusters. She knows <laughs> what you're supposed to do. And so at that point, you kind of negate the ability, like the chance to say that line. Yeah. I thought I was signing up for a book club. And it's little bit uh, things like that that erode these characters. And uh, I, I'm a huge Kate McKinnon fan. I think she's hilarious. She's really good in this movie. But She's good in taking chances, but she mumbles half her lines. 
Well, I think she's quirky, and yeah. in, in people like her because she's quirky and very funny in this movie, but that's all she is. And she's there to introduce gadgets and say some funny asides and be like, wait, what'd she just say? That's weird. Um, to have some depth added to the character and have her kind of just show another dimension to that would have really benefited her and her relationships with the other girls because she's just kind of there to introduce yeah. gadgets and that, and that feels like a disservice to me well, or at least a wasted opportunity and that's one of the other issues though and it sucks it sucks that every time I try to talk about the movie I have to keep comparing it to the original but there's a reason why the original works and the remake doesn't and the original also works really well because as much as we remember Ghostbusters being a funny movie only one of those characters is openly funny and telling jokes like Peter Bankman is wisecracking and sarcastic and everything all of the other characters Dan Aykroyd Egon Egon like all of them are very serious about what they're doing mm-hmm. and the jokes form naturally out of how sincere they are well the situations about, yeah the situations of their sincerity whereas well, no, no the situations that they find themselves yeah. in they find themselves in these fantastic situations with ghosts in yeah. in in in, in Ray gets a blowjob from a ghost. Like, yeah. he, like that's a joke based on a situation. It's not. And the the modern day Ghostbusters, it felt like everyone's a comedian. Two, three, four people who are all comedians standing in place, <laughs> telling jokes. And there's absolutely a scene where the women have been accused by the police, or the police are suspicious that they've launched somebody out of a window and killed them. In the scene, doesn't really have a resolution. It ends with them making Patrick Swayze movie references. And it just ends with improving, and yeah. I don't think improving is, is is a solution to a situation uh, that is that was built through community, you know, and, and, and deserves a resolution. There the was no resolution. I don't think deserve to exist. There's no reason for that scene to even happen. In all honesty, I don't like that scene at all because I don't think this is going to sound really weird. I don't think that. Ghosts killing people has any place in a Ghostbusters movie. I think that it. Wait, what? Well, how's <laughs> there any gravity to what they're fighting? There was never ghosts killing anybody in the other two, and there was plenty of gravity. But there's destruction. There's buildings getting smacked. That's around what I mean. But you like don't. That. You know what I mean? Like I, I just feel like. I mean, Zul didn't Zul kill people? Didn't the dog like like run down into, down into the the subway and then come out like chasing people? And... It chased people, but no one got killed. You know what I mean? Like what's I the what did the dog do? The dog of, being scared, scared out of my the piss mind. Out of you. But like the dog possessed Rick Moranis yeah. and he possessed Sigourney Weaver they didn't die right 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 you know what I mean there's a ton of stuff that happens in the second one but no one dies like it's mm-hmm. always these ghosts are really there's always the potential that someone yeah. could die and this is the PG-13 one and this is the PG-13 <laughs> yeah. one that was our where they're like no no the other ones are PG the other ones are PG yeah oh. they're kids movies okay they're essentially kids well, movies well let's make these kids movies yeah why not make these kids movies and I, and I appreciate yeah. the thing is I saw someone post a thing that it was really touching and it was during when people were like really bitching about the casting where it was like a picture of a little girl dressed up oh. like a Ghostbuster and said yeah, the casting is the greatest thing about well, this said, movie this new movie's not for you it's for this little girl like it's kids like this who don't have a Ghostbusters for them to want to be like and they should and I agree and, that they and should that, and, and that's, that's why I want a sequel absolutely and that's why I want this I wanted this movie to be so much better than it was <laughs> like yeah. and, and that's like the real shame but what I was getting at was you know Egon Egon in those movies works so well because he says absurd things, but he says it with absolute conviction and sincerity, whereas every single time that the character of Holtzman talks, it's like with a wink and a nudge and a sarcastic comment, or she's like dancing and lip singing, and it's a little too, like, you need that one person who is the hyper-serious, no-sense-of-humor person. Egon was so good 
yeah. in the original films for that. In again, talking about the Holtzman character, yeah. she's easy to dismiss. Yeah. Because she brought nothing to the table she, essentially except for building she, gadgets. She builds gadgets that are only used in one off sequences and then mumbles and says weird stuff. You're right. I mean, yeah. there should be a straight character for the audience to at least be grounded against all these fantastic things that are about to happen and have a point of view and everyone's a comedian yeah. in this one. Because that's like, they can be funny. They can be but they have, they should hysterical. but they should be funny based on the situation, not basically on standing there and improvising lines. And that's something that comes naturally when you know who the character is that you're writing and I don't think any of these characters know who like I don't think the writing knows who any of these characters are. They mm-hmm. they create a a broken friendship that's resolved in three minutes. But still needs to carry the weight of the mm-hmm. ending of the film, which we already thought was resolved. It's the least earned sentimental moment I've seen in a movie in a really long time. Like they really wanted that to be an emotional moment and it's like you didn't earn any reason for that to be an emotional line. Uh if you're listening to this and you want a really good sentimental film that also has a ton of laughs, let's say you want to see Ghostbusters but you because of the tone and because of the weight of the characters but also the humor that it provides, I saw a great movie okay. and to relate it to the geeks this is from the director of the upcoming Thor Ragnarok, mm. and it's also the director who did "We Live in Sh- What We Do in Shadows." Yeah, what we do in the shadows. What we do in the shadows. He did a movie called uh, "Hunt for the Wilder People," and I found out about it because I found out about it because it was uh, premiered. I think at South by Southwest, mm-hmm. or no, at Sundance. Got great reviews, and then I saw the trailer, and this is a movie for, that was made in New Zealand. It's a New Zealand film. And so it's got to have Sam Neill in it, or Hobbits. No, <laughs> Sam Neill from Jurassic Park is in it, and he plays a curmudgeon uh, backwoods, in the bush, rural New Zealand, middle of nowhere, hunter, tracker, skinner, and he and his wife take in a kid from the foster system. And this is a 13-year-old boy who shows up on their farm, and he gets in trouble in the city. He's been spray painting and stealing and breaking and stealing cars, you can't stay out of trouble. So the, so the the, um, so they take him and they say, okay, we're gonna put you in a foster home out in the middle of nowhere where you can't get into trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they set him up with Sam Neill and his wife. And his wife adores him, and Sam Neill's kind of uh, reluctant to take this kid. This kid's on a farm. He's bored out of his mind, and of course he tries to run away. He can't. There's nowhere to go. You're in the middle of the New Zealand backcountry. Yeah. And so he tries to run away. You see some really funny sequences of this kid who wants to be a gangster in his gangster bling <laughs> outfit, 13 years old, trying to run away. And then he wakes up under a tree, completely soaking wet. And the new Sam Neill or his wife are standing over him, being like, eh, you made it a little further this time. <laughs> Ultimately, the kid gives up trying to run away. And he finds out, and he, does, and he realizes that these are the only people who are going to love him. Right, he's a kid who's been rejected by his own family. He's been rejected by the system, and there's no place for him. Maybe this is the place for him. So, and they do this very early in the film. This is like the eight, first 15, five, 20. no, yeah, five to ten minutes in. This kid realizes that this is my family, and it's really touching. Spoilers, but within the first ten minutes, she dies. The mom dies. Yeah, and it's really touching. But now Sam Neill, who really can't mm-hmm. have this kid. Uh, is stuck with this kid and the foster system looks up and says no she was part of the deal we can't have this kid out there with Sam Neill we're going to come get him at this point the kid wants to be part of the family at least wants Sam Neill to be his father Mm -hmm. figure Yeah. 
the kid's upset. He says he's not going back to the, to the foster system because it'll throw him in jail. And he runs away for real this time. And he's determined to not only run away, but to deliver uh, the woman who was going to be his mom's ashes to a spot that she claimed she grew up in. Yeah. And it's out in the bush, middle of nowhere. So this kid ventures into the basically the jungle with her ashes and the dog that they gave him mm-hmm. uh, to deliver these ashes to a spot. He obviously got, gets in a lot of trouble because he doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. And Sam Neill goes out after him. The foster system is also coming to the house, so they have to get back to the house in time to deliver this kid back into the system. Sam Neill gets injured. They can't get back. They have to stay out in the bush, living under a tree, building uh-huh. a tent, this and that. The foster system now is starting to think, is this a kidnapping? Yeah. The story goes national. Did this guy yeah. ro- did this guy kidnap a kid and take him into the into the, the bush? And so now it's this entire national sensation. What did what happened with this kid? And meanwhile, these two characters in the bush making a real legitimate connection. The movie is funny as hell. Yeah. And it's not afraid to do like ridiculous gags. You're gonna love this movie because it's so out. effing silly at times. And then it immediately the next scene or beats later gets incredibly uh, sweet and, mm-hmm. and serious. It really is a this guy's super talented. Yeah. This director, I, I never said what I never see, saw what we do in Shadow. So, Shadows. It's so yeah. funny. Yeah, but this guy is one of my favorite directors. All of a sudden, yeah. uh, so I, I feel like it would also be a disservice. I didn't see the movie yet, so I can't say that it's good. But I have faith that it's good. That our friend Tommy Avalone's documentary Ghost Heads is also oh, yeah. available on Instant Watch right now. Yeah, it's on and, Netflix, and it's funny because my friend posted. Uh, a status that just said like if you're embarrassed by Fallout Boy's cover of the Ghostbusters theme, absolutely check out Ghost Head, a uh, Ghost Heads, and see like whatever band covers it. And that they do a beautiful version of it. And I wrote, oh, my buddy Tommy directed that, and he wrote back and said, I want you to tell your friend that I'm already showing this movie to people in rehabs wow. because it is the most sincere uh, expose on addiction that I've hmm. ever seen. He's like, it's beautiful. So it's this, like, this movie, Ghost Heads, Geekscape, is a, a few, maybe a year and a half ago. You guys yeah. remember Tony, Tommy Avalone mm-hmm. came on the show to With talk I about... I Am Santa Claus, which he is had just a, a He had a documentary piece. called I Am Santa Claus that had Mick Foley in it. And it, a bunch of, it, it was all about the, what do the mall Santas do? What do they do the rest of the year? With the rest of the year. And it, this was the, one of my favorite movies of that year. It was incredible. Yeah. This is, he makes such damn good movies. And he said, my next documentary is going to be about Ghostbusters fans. And it came out on Netflix. It premiered at Tribeca. It got great reviews. And then it premiered on Netflix the weekend that goes this past weekend. Yeah. And guys, you can watch it on Netflix right now. I'm probably going to watch it, looks it tonight, great. honestly. I think I'm going to try to watch it before we go to San Diego tonight. Well, you got to do whatever you can to promote this movie on the site. Because what yeah. happened was Tommy hit me up last week and was like, hey, uh, I knew, uh, Tommy, I knew what you were getting at. <laughs> Tommy just ask me alright pal what, what he did was he goes hey man how's life and I was like uh, good I was really busy I was going back between New Mexico New York and New Haven and then like back to Los Angeles I was like, trying to play catch up I've spent one week out of this month at home so I'm just playing catch up and he says oh cool cool yeah um <laughs> Well, how's Geekscape? <laughs> okay. Well, you're working your way a little closer to the subject. 
basically, next basically week? I said, let me save you some time. How's the film doing? Yeah. <laughs> and he said, oh, great. Uh, any way you can like have me on a podcast or write me up. I can't do a call-in, Tommy, so... Yeah. Welcome, yeah. uh, but maybe you can. Do yeah, I'll, I'll drive out to his. If he, I know he just had a kid, so I don't know what his schedule's like. Yeah. But I can at least try to get a Saint Mort show. Yeah, and on top of that, like I, I'm did, gonna watch it. I'm gonna yeah. watch it and talk about it on horror movie night. I'm sure. I really want to see it. He dude makes amazing movies. Yeah. So we'll see if, if you're if you're in any way excited or disappointed by the new Ghostbusters movie. Watch Ghost Heads, and I think you'll feel some kinship with the, uh, or some kinship with the the subjects of the movie. And then again, like the Hunt for the Wilder People. I think is going to be one of my favorite movies of the year. This Easily. feels like such an old school episode of Geekscape. Where we actually review yeah, stuff. We review stuff. It's fantastic. <laughs> well, um, I, I think, miss this. <laughs> well, I miss you guys. And, I, and yeah. I think there was more stuff that we wanted to talk about. Uh, not really, though, is it? Like, we no, were, we said Pokemon Go and Ghostbusters was we our Pokemon plan. Go, Ghostbusters, and, and San Diego. And San Diego, San Diego Comic-Con. And really, uh, to talk to you guys about Comic-Con, like, and we can wrap up with this. Uh, what's the mission objective? I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's something that they do on Tell us your Geekscape favorite games. memory on San Diego Comic-Con. Some of those, some of those mission objectives are getting weird. Getting some of those weird. mission getting, objectives don't like, make it to the I episode. Was, <laughs> I listened to one... Some of the hosts don't make it to the episode. <laughs> I listened to uh, last week's episode, I believe, which I was not a part of. And at, at the end of it, it comes up and it's like... Which video game character would you have a sexual relationship with? And I'm like, I think I'm done with this show. I think I'm I'm really glad that you're one uh, of the hosts of the show, and you never want to hear it again. (laughs) Thanks pretty much. um, You know what? The one Shane was like every character. The one that they never. The the one that only only ones that are animals. No, the one he actually named was legit. I can't remember. It was the 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 female. uh, It was the female. It was like the the. It was the. It was the character from Space Ace. Remember Space Ace, which yeah. is one of the Don Bluth games, like Dragon's Lair, and there was Space I think I was Ace. a bit too young for Space Ace. And I remember the advertisements for it in the back of comic books, Dude, specifically. The, the the woman that you're supposed to to rescue in Space Ace, I think her name's Daphne, is like ah. <laughs> but it was Don Bluth's animation, and you yeah. see, obviously it's like her her waist is the size of a marshmallow. <laughs> you know, it's like what? It's such an unrealistic depiction but i remember as a kid just staring at that laser disc arcade game because those were laser disc arcade yeah. games just staring at it and be like it's like i play a cartoon but that lady <laughs> uh, that was the beginning of my <laughs> my pubescence right there was looking at the space A's video game demo um so san diego comic-con uh i think we have so many like yeah, memories 3919 just hang out there yeah <laughs> we're booth 3919 but really like real quick like what are some of your favorite me- like what is your favorite memory from the past san diego comic-cons and then going into this week what is what maybe something that you're looking forward to um you want to start with derek I, I no you go ahead <laughs> yeah you go ahead uh it's guys i can't do it it's, it's tough because really i'm trying to think back to to four or five years ago when i did the last two um really I, like you said it best like I went to the, like the Geekscape party was fun the year that I was at that and like there was like a lot of fun things that we did but honestly my best memories are are really the small group of maybe like three or four of us everyone else is doing their party thing and we just yeah. like go and get dinner and just are laughing and and sharing drinks and I used to really look forward to I know you say you don't do it anymore but I, I remember I used to look forward to we would hit Subway in the morning for breakfast because we, we would walk past it on our well, way to IHOP is the new Subway that's what I was told the, the IHOP is the new IHOP Subway Express. But, you know, I mean, IHOP Express I, you and I I remember we always used to talk about and I guess Derek's now part of this uh, exclusive club but since we're usually the ones that have to be down there first I think you get a real bonding moment with that person or those people that you know you're the ones that are waking up at 6am and you're mm-hmm. going out and you're kind of you know, one of you is running to get the coffee for the other people, and it's kind of like 
you're there to work and it sucks in a weird way because it's like you see everyone else running around and meeting these celebrities and doing these interviews and having these cool experiences but like for me the experiences were always birthed out of hanging out the booth hanging out across from legendary hanging out across from trauma like you and i and then meeting people that you admire or yeah. having people come by the booth and say hi the fact like that john oliver comes by randomly and did that geekscape little video yeah. with me and Gerard Way came by and was like, did a quick little video yeah, with me. Hung it's out crazy. with us because they were hanging out with Lloyd, mm-hmm. and like that was that was one of the more rewarding things is you know Lloyd Kaufman, a man who I just admire yeah. on so many levels. Um, when people go up to him, like I tell my friends all the time, and they don't believe me until they do it. But I'm like, if you see Lloyd Kaufman at a convention, mention Geekscape, mm-hmm. and they do, and then he says, "How's Matt and Jonathan?" Like yeah. because we spent. We a week every year, yeah, just hanging out with him and chatting with. And him. our booth used to be next to his or yeah. across from his, and now our booth is now one aisle over. And, aisle, but yeah. we still see Megan who and runs the built, booth yeah, and like that. Megan and we knew Miguel. We met like all those people from uh, what was it the the San Diego Asian Film Festival. Ron and, Jeremy hangs out there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ron Jeremy does hang out there sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, you I, never know who you're gonna meet and who's gonna hang out and what friend you're gonna make that week. And I think that that's what I, for me it's it's a really cool experience. This this whole week has been a cool experience because and I don't think next year will be as cool but this year we'll try because I'll be all uh, Uncle Rico I'll be like (laughs) I'll throw this convention over that mountain but there's something about like after four years kind of re re re-meeting people Mm -hmm. and that's been really cool it's like not just and I told my friends when I left like I'm kind of excited for San Diego I was more excited for like these days before because I'm like I'm going to see Heidi who I haven't seen I'm going to meet my friend Kyle later tonight who I've had on the podcast but never met face to face oh wow like so it's like kind of this is the cool part. San Diego is the work, but there's a lot of fun out of that work too. Yeah, and we're all in. No matter if you're working the booth as you and I will be, or doing the interviews and things as Derek is, uh, we're all working towards the same goal. Yeah. So whatever they you hired a nerdist. <laughs> no, I've given up on that dream. <laughs> whatever. They won't accept my five sentence reviews. Hey, it's worked out for a lot of us. Um, but what what uh, what's good is that even though like. Bibiani and Gilmore got a chance to like make that video with Tyrese, which was my goal for that summer was to make make <laughs> Tyrese jokes. Best. That may be my favorite memory. But even though <laughs> even though they get to do that, we all felt like it was part of what we do. That's yeah. another one. Uh, uh, earlier this week, I was talking to John about how there's like certain quotes that pop up that I think define that particular year, San Diego. And this I, year is the I think arm this year's I, I could be you and arm wrestling, but I forgot. It starts with the baby was like the quote all, for like years. That's the quote for San Diego Comic Con <laughs> is Tyrese going up to that after rambling and find it, find it online, but it's a video of Tyrese oh, so trying to sell his... Tyrese Gibson Geekscape and it's the first thing. It, it's brutal. <laughs> but it's Tyrese trying to shill his comic book and his costume uh, in front of Comic Con and then... After the about three minutes of just insane in like insane rambling, he walks over to this guy with his baby who wants to take a picture with Tyrese and his baby. And the baby has the is the only one with reason. <laughs> the baby's staring at Tyrese like he's crazy. And he goes, That's right, Geekscape right there. Geekscape, it starts from the baby. He goes That's what mayhem, it's about, baby. Right? Mayhem, 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 baby. Mayhem, mayhem, baby. It starts with the baby. It starts from the baby. And I can't remember if it's in the video or if it got cut off from the bumper at the end, but the guy holding the baby goes, Thank you, Tyrese. <laughs> 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 you're, you're everything to me, Tyrese. So I feel like that's a great <laughs> moment. It's actually in the uh, 400, 400th episode of Geekscape, which is uh, uh, linked in the in the schedule that's there. But a great segue from that is uh, it's a bit of a Geekscape exclusive, I guess, because it's it's hot news. But uh, 
Speaking of babies, I'm actually having one. What? What? Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah, well, not myself, but my fiance. Are you serious? I'm serious. And uh, I thought... Now you'll was... never be on Geekscape Games. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. when's it due? Uh, February. February? Yeah. So, like, wedding in December? No, I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm kidding. <laughs> Shotgun. Shotgun. Uh, yeah, Dude, I thought I'd save that for the that's podcast. That's huge. Yeah, yeah. Um, did she allow you to save that for the podcast? I, I, I asked for permission first. Laura, did you hear that? No. Derek, Derek's going to be a dad. Derek's having a mini, uh, a mini Derek. Or Shane. I, I, I was like in the other room and I'm like, wait, what, wait, what, <laughs> Derek's what? Having, Derek's having, expecting a baby in February. Pisces. And he's going to name it so, Shane. Uh, <laughs> no, we, we have names already. Wait, but what actually, are the names? Okay, we're going to vote on this so right here. It's a girl. It's, it's a girl. So, and it, 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 okay. it was interesting because it was actually very, like, I feel like a lot of couples fight about names and it was just like, it was like, bam, like we just had them. So she... She kind of named the girl if it's and a girl, no and I. And no comments on the podcast. Like these are the names. Yeah, you these can are judge the names. names. I would names. love it if you okay. judge the names, but okay. uh, <laughs> we need help. We'll judge so, the names. Okay. <laughs> so we haven't told them to okay. anybody, so they might be terrible. She kind of okay. named the girl, so if it's a girl, it's named. Oh. If it's a girl, it's Ophelia. Okay. <laughs> oh <geez>. Jesus! <laughs> right off the bat, Matt. Uh, Ophelia, more like no, oh, oh, not feeling it. <laughs> uh, if it's a boy, so we haven't talked middle names for a girl, but if it's a boy, first name is actually going to be Yorick. Okay, not not Jonathan. Okay, whatever. So very Shakespearean. You're, going they're both from Hamlet. Why the last man? Also, why the last man was where I was yeah. going. But <laughs> what she knows, and she was totally down. Okay. Uh, if it's a boy, uh, we're actually going to have the middle name be Jonathan. Oh my! Oh. I'm going to cry. I thought you were going to say danger. You've been, I was really open for oh my god! You've been like my one of my best adult friends. Such a huge influence on my life and, and on my and on my adult life. Together. And uh, I talked to Michaela about it, and she said it's a great idea. But if it's a boy, it's going to be Yorick Jonathan. But if it's a girl, it's Juanita. <laughs> oh, I'll ask. Yeah, I'll ask Michaela. Ophelia Juanita. I think we're too white. I think we're too white for that. Yo, Ophelia Juanita. <laughs> You've just ruined the name. <laughs> Well, thank you. Congratulations. Uh, you don't have to do the middle name if it's a boy, but because there's yeah, always Shane. John would prefer just the I don't first think, name. I don't. Jonathan <laughs> you can, Shane. Jonathan Shane. I don't. Juan think that's Carlos. Matt Kelly. Matt Kelly. It's a really just long full middle name. Like full, full Matt Kelly, not Josh just Matt. Jackson. Cripple Kenny. <laughs> Dude, that is incredible. Yeah, it's, you know, uh, we're joking. That would be awesome to listen to the teacher have to read that name before. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have a nickname? No, you're going to say that in full every day. <laughs> Dude, that's incredible. Yeah, we're pretty excited and financially man. terrified, but uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's exciting. Well, you should move to America where you don't have to. Yeah, move to America where you don't have to. move to America where we have this amazing health care. <laughs> yeah, we'll go bankrupt having having the baby. <laughs> First of all, but, I got a sweet uh, job to tire in. <laughs> but that's in February, right? Okay, yeah, it's so due in February. So yeah. the baby will be at the booth next year. Uh, maybe we'll talk. Yeah, that's <laughs> permission. Hey, come check out the baby. It starts from the baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see why that was a good transition. Yeah, it took exactly, forever. Yeah. Dude, we gotta have Tyrese tie this in. We'll, we'll yeah, tire. Seriously, give up Jonathan's middle name. Give the middle name Tyrese. Give up the middle name Tyrese. Yorick Mayhem Cranavelt. <laughs> Mayhem's my middle name. <laughs> YMK. York Mayhem Crenovo. Set him up to be a rapper. He's going to be baby. a white rapper that's going to embarrass all of us one day. I hope not. You know, if you just give him a number, you could have it. You know, <laughs> Yo, Jonathan. If it's Yorick 
blank Cranavel, you could just give him a, like a number, and it could be like Y two K. You can have your kid be a countdown. There you go. <laughs> what do you think? Y three? No, I was not being serious. Seriously, uh, I'm giving him the nickname Yo everywhere. <laughs> yo, I, I made yo, Cranavel. I made that joke already, <laughs> and yo, she's like, kid's... maybe we should rethink this name. <laughs> yo, this, maybe we should rethink this. The name, right? No, this. <laughs> rethink this situation, dude. Congratulations, Thanks, that man. Is, congratulations, that's a Geekscape exclusive going into Comic Con. Comic Con's got all sorts of exclusives. Shane's gonna buy a bunch of My Little Pony crap. There's gonna be Transformers toys. I'm buying the Shockmaster toy. I'm super oh, excited about cool, that. Yeah. There's all sorts of exclusives. This is our exclusive. Derek Cranavelt is having a limited edition. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> limited to one only. <laughs> one only. <laughs> Uh, dude, that's very exciting. And whoever sends us the best story of why Derek's baby should be theirs gets the limited edition <laughs> Geekscape Child. Yeah. Uh, now listen, whoever names Derek's baby successfully gets Derek's badge for next year because there's no way he's going to make the time to come visit us when he's now had a kid. Apparently I can't leave early next year. <laughs> so guys, uh, this has been the pre-Comic-Con edition of Geekscape. We hope you enjoyed us. Uh, there's no episode, I think, next year uh, or next week. Next, next year. year, whoa, Jesus! Oh no! <laughs> uh, next week, I'm not going to be back in LA. I'm going to be back in Austin because I haven't zigzagged enough. But uh, we'll have a lot more content on this feed and on the website in the next couple of days because we're going to San Diego Comic Con yeah. and also check out Matt Kelly on the same more show. If, if there's no if there's no episode of Geekscape, there is going to be an episode of Horror Movie Night next yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, while this one's out, actually, we will have an episode coming out a little bit early because I don't know what my Wi-Fi situation would be to release an episode on a Friday this week. Right. So uh, tonight I'm releasing an, an old episode from our old podcast where we discuss uh, Phantom of the Paradise from 1974. So okay. You know, I'm taking the sticky on the main page. Though. I think, Don't did you try. Do, did you do a nostalgia nightmare about that when they were more than ten words? <laughs> no, no. Oh, okay, I remember you talking no. about that. I point. just really love that movie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very excited for, to take you over to the Screen Factory booth and be like, "Hey, this is the guy who's been you've been sending all those free Blu-rays to, who's written three paragraphs as a <laughs> like, three sentences as a review. One out of every like eight of the movies that yeah. they sent me because they just sent me too many. I can't review. They them do all. send a lot of movies. <laughs> uh, I, I ultimately had to just call them and be like, "Guys, I'm not I'm not reviewing horror movies. Send them to Matt Kelly." This guy needs these things. I think and there I, was more words on like the postage that they used to send it than in his last article. Though. Yeah, I got I got on you, Matt. I'm about pretty your... sure I'm pretty sure I used a couple words for Jeepers Creepers. I know the Funhouse Massacre one was really short. <laughs> well, you know what? Well, fun. Here's the thing: the reviewing I think the Jeepers Creepers one was shorter. Because the thing, the weird thing with Funhouse Massacre is, I feel awkward reviewing a newer movie because I want people to actually go see it. When I'm doing one that's like an old movie like Jeepers Creepers, I feel like I can spoil more. I was just it. like, I was like, did he just embed a tweet? Like, is there, <laughs> is there more to how this? Is this? How is this analysis? Uh, but honestly, this new Ghostbusters article that Matt did uh, write up is it's awesome. It's all of my article lens it's, combined. It's great. One. <laughs> uh, it has some opinions that uh, mirror my own. So, <laughs> go ahead. edit them to it. <laughs> <laughs> I may have done some editorial. I may have done some editorial. Yeah, you did some I, ghost I, writing. I did some ghostwriting, right? <laughs> I did some editorial contributions. And uh, read it. It's up on the site along with this episode. And we're going to have tons over the next couple of days. So, uh, yeah, Geekscape is looking forward to Comic Con. Can't wait for Comic Con. Woo! Spring, Spring break. break. <laughs> Jesus. All right. We'll see you guys next. Prepare your liver. Starts from the baby. Starts from the baby. Follow Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff. You'll get updates. Peace. <laughs>